Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. The inside story on baseball and more. Okay, I'm going to throw you something called a screwball. It's an old school thing. That's going to look like it's coming right at you. But it's going to drop right off the table so you don't bail out. you got to stick in there. You see what I'm saying? This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. All right, kid. You had a helmet on. Imagine if you didn't. The Fan. Power 2 of 2 here on the Hot Corner. Mike and Joe edition today. Patrick, I believe, is back next week. Just a couple weeks left in the season, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty before the playoffs. And then I think we're going to get lucky this year. I think. I'll double-check it. But I was looking at the playoff schedule. And I believe that the National League wild card game is the Wednesday game. Because if the Yankees are in the wild card game, me doing a show on that day is going to be a disaster. Yeah, but Patrick's going kayaking that day. So. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. <laughs> you completely got me on that one. Yeah, American League wild card game is Tuesday, NL is Wednesday. So I feel like that's the first time in a while. We've had some distracted shows here at the American League wildcard stuff going on. We have. We have. We have. We have. Still best AL wildcard uh, game ever was that very first one with the A's and Royals. Never, never forget that one. Uh, the massive comeback? Yes. Oakland was up, what, like six runs, five runs or something? I don't know. It was epic, though. I was hanging on every pitch. It was epic. The dumbest one. No one really remembers it. Whatever. Orioles losing to the Blue Jays a couple of years ago. Stupid. No no one cares. Buck Walter didn't use his closer, even though you know, no one cares. Zach Britton had the best year. But Ubaldo Jimenez. <laughs> You Baldo Jimenez. Uh, but there is Wednesday, October 13th, potential ALDS game fives for both ALDS series. So let's go. Distractions could be imminent in that one if my team is in it, which at this point, I don't think they will be. Boy, oh, are they inconsistent. Stop. They are inconsistent, Joe. They are inconsistent. Well, Mike, I have to ask you. Yes. What, what team do you think will be in it in the future? What? That was a segue. 
to what you wanted to talk about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the space <laughs> baseball stuff. I was like, and because we were talking the future uniforms, I was like, what? like who's going to exist in Blarn's ball from Futurama? <laughs> I got, I got a good feeling about Uranus. <laughs> good prospect list. Oh, my sounder's not on. Damn it. That's a, that's all me, coach. There it was. Oh, thank you. I wanted to rim fart you on that one. So of the teams that are kind of the middling teams, who do you think is actually close or at least is giving you that look of they know what they're doing? So middle teams, not bottom dwellers. Yes. Not the worst of the worst, Oops. but I'm going to give you. Cross the Marlins off the list there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're. <laughs> they are pretty bad. Um, although they do have a lot of good young players. I will give you the Indians, Tigers, and Royals. Uh, I guess the twin. I guess the Twins. I will give you the Angels. I will give you the Rockies and the Pod and the Cubs. There you go. Well, don't give me the Cubs. I'll pass on that. Those are the teams that you have. I'm just looking at the records here. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I will give you the Marlins and the Nationals. How about that? Yeah, I did. I'll give you those teams. I mean, I was just looking at the teams. I'm just ignoring the Orioles, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, and the Pirates. And when he gave me this homework assignment, I was looking at the standings and kind of looking in the middle. And then I didn't realize that the Marlins are basically, what is that, 23 games below 500? They are. As so, are the Nationals. It's not really in the middle. That is a big gap between the Cardinals and the Marlins, who Cardinals are basically out of the wild card spot by three and a half. And then the yeah, next look, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling an audible and adding the Marlins because they're, they are a young and up and coming team. That's very young, but like Sandy Alcantara today, their starter throwing like 102 miles an hour fastballs. Crazy. My, my mistake. I have it sorted by run differential. <laughs> there we go. Marlins back to the bottom there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there they are. I was like, what is going on here? Um, okay. So of all of those teams, who stands out to you? And I want to start with one that is shocking to me, but despite the fact that he's a dirty, rotten cheater, or at least an enabler, he's an amazing manager. And that team is your and my Detroit Tigers. The Tigers have been horrifically bad for a couple of years, like dreadful. Yes. And they go out and they hire AJ Hinch. And their team is not great. Their team is, in fact, quite bad. But yet, here they are, sitting in third place in the AL Central. And the amount of times I've seen them beat good teams in series that they've played and give these good teams trouble has been constant. It's like every time I see the Tigers are playing the Red Sox, it's like, ah, oh, Detroit won a game or two from them. Or, oh, they took a couple from the A's. Or, hey, the White Sox struggled against them a couple of times this year. And... There's just something about the way that they play right now. It's like they're kind of a mix of young and and old. Obviously, Miggy Cabrera is still there, and he's going to be there until he decides to retire because they owe him $60 million. Uh, you know, you've got like Jonathan Scope is having a good year, but he's a vet. You know, it's, uh, not really great players here, but you know, Robbie Grossman's kind of like a, a middle ground guy. But you also had Akil Badu come up for a, a, his first full season. Uh, Jamer Candelario still there. That catcher, uh, Haas, hit a bunch of homers when he first came up. You know, you got Gregory Soto as a closer who has been quite good. 
You know, Casey Mize came up as a starting pitcher this year and has be, become a pretty consistent starter for him. Um, they've got they've got options, and I like that they have a good, solid manager who knows what to do with a team that is bad that is building. Say what you want about a, about AJ Hinch, and I will call him an enabler, if not just a straight up cheater. But he took an Astros team that was awful, intentionally so and turn them into a playoff team and a World Series contender and winner. Some of that had to do with the cheating, I'm sure. But as is being proven this year, these players are still good players, right? Altuve had a slow start, but he's figured it out. Bregman's been hurt a little bit, but he's hitting just fine. Correa's been having a good year. You know, this is this this is a team that would make me nervous if I was in the AL Central because of the manager. And I think that's kind of... it's. It's the manager and a couple of the young guys, but it's the way that they play that they're they're not like just like bad constantly. They're pesky they're scoring runs. They're in games. You know, they, they just they play solid sound baseball and it's mostly because of AJ Hinch. So there you go. There's my start. Couple good young prospects as well in the top 10 of the baseball prospects list on MLB. You've got Spencer Torkelson. That's a name. Yes, uh, Riley Green. Who what position are, does Torkelson play? Uh, they got him listed as third base and first base. He's in the AAA right now, uh, ETA next year. I love that name. Torkelson. He's more. That's more of a first baseman name to me than a third baseman name. Uh, yeah, so he's number four overall in the MLB prospects list. Uh, prospects list. He got Riley Green, outfielder, who's also in AAA, expected to show up next year. Um, so, I mean, two top ten, that's, uh, that's pretty pretty good it is it is but th- this is all solely because i like aj hinch there you know there there are certain guys who know what they're doing in those situations that i would trust and uh he is probably guy a that i would take like option one that i would take in that situation so that was a great hire by detroit i expected them to be dead last and yeah i mean they're only three games up on last place right now but it the, they're not going to finish in last place this year they, they, they look like they're getting, I mean, they're only a couple the four games behind Cleveland for second. I mean, they could pass Cleveland and finish in second place. The Tigers this year. And I believe uh, from the fan graphs predicted win total. They're one of four teams so far that has surpassed their win total. Um, oh, I'm sure expected win total for this. Season. I'm sure their expected win total was like 52 or something like that. Yeah, I didn't see what number it was, but I'm almost certain that they were one of the four teams. Do you have one that's standing out to you? Um, in that middle pack there, now that I got the standings all uh, figured out and what the hell I'm doing on the ESPN standings page, you know, the Angels are in the middle, but I don't. It's one. They're just a franchise where it's like you've had chances many time over the years. So why the hell should I believe that anything's going to be different in the future? Um, I like the Tigers pick. I, I mean, Royals are behind them a little bit. I like a little bit of what they're doing as far as not really being bottom dwellers anymore because the Royals in the mid-2000s before they had their playoff and World Series, were, again, just trash. One of the worst teams in MLB constantly, every single year. 100 losses, 100 losses. So this year, it seems that they're doing a little bit better. They just need starting pitching. Um I would say the Royals, but my my pick towards the bottom was the Marlins, just because they're a year from removed from. Granted, it was a shortened season, being competitive, getting to the playoffs, 
And now that they have new ownership, management, however you want to word it, I feel like that they could be on the verge of starting to be a little bit better. Uh, the Reds, though, I know they're kind of in the playoff hunt right now. They, they could are. Be, they could be getting that last wild card spot, honestly. I like the Reds a lot. Um, I mean, in the middle, it's just like the the management and the ownerships for some of these teams are just like, don't leave me with a lot of co- confidence. Again, you offer the Cubs, I gave them right back. The Rockies, with how they handled the Arenado trade, I mean. The Rockies are a disaster. Exactly. They're going to lose Trevor Story. Uh, they might lose John Gray, who's you, pitched better for them this year. I mean, you could say maybe the Mets, because, again, they have an owner that actually wants to try and win. They went out in the offseason and made moves, got Frankie Lindor. They've got Javi Baez at the trade deadline. I mean, if DeGrom doesn't get injured this um, this back half of the season, I mean, they're probably a playoff team. So not a lot of these teams have a whole lot of – give me a whole lot of confidence going forward. Besides, I mean, you make a good case with the Tigers. Like I said, I'll go Marlins and then the Royals probably. Well, so I, I wanted to touch on the Royals as well, and we got a break, so I'll do that on the other side of the break. But uh, Kansas City is another team. It's in the same division as, as the Tigers, so you know, I'm not trying to harp on the AL Central. But uh, I've watched the Royals – both times they played the Yankees this year, and then I've seen them randomly a couple of times and, and follow through the highlights and stuff. Obviously, Salvi Perez is having a career year, you know, home run wise and all that kind of stuff. But they have a bunch of guys that they've called up this year that are starters who are kind of going through their learning the majors period now when they're not any good. And I feel like they're going to be close as well. Plus, they got another really good prospect in the minors. We'll get to that next. Uh, plus, any of your texts if you got them, 503 250 1080. If any of you are out there at all, because, you know, we're on late. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Nine twenty-two here on your Wednesday evening, Mike and Joe with you, talking about kind of the middle ground teams that you feel like are close to making that next step. I brought up the Tigers. Uh, I feel like they're in good hands with AJ Hinch. You brought up the Marlins, Joe, and uh, I'm going to give a little love to the Royals as well. Royals are a team that, to me, has a couple of exciting guys that I've been watching this year already 
and then the the firecracker as their top prospect is Bobby Witt, the shortstop, who's already in AAA and he's only 21 years old. And I think he was drafted not this past year, but the year before that. So he's quickly moved himself up to AAA and ready to kind of get make that pop next year. I think he was in the same draft as Adley Rutschman. I think he might have been like the second or third pick in that draft. Yeah, I think you're right. But the Royals, to me, they've called up a couple of young starters this year, including uh, Daniel Lynch, who, whoop, whoop, shout out to a guy with my last name. Um, <laughs> he's got really good stuff. He's got a little bit of a, a bloated ERA in terms of it's his rookie year, and he's kind of going through the growing pains. But he's got really, really good stuff that I like. Uh, a couple of other guys, like uh, Brady Singer, also got called up this year, uh, or is, is a young guy who's been pitching for them, I should say. And uh, he's, again, got some good stuff, and he struggled. I really like that Nicky Lopez guy. Now he's playing short, which is Bobby Witt's position, but he's just one of those, like, every team needs one guy like him where he's always on base and he's really fast. He's a really good fielder. I like their, uh, you know, low-risk, high-reward Andrew Benintendi acquisition this year. He hasn't exactly been old-school Andrew Benintendi when he was part of the modern killer bees on the Red Sox, but... I like kind of taking that risk on a guy like him. And they're a team that that feels like they're they're close. Now I'm not sure on Whit Merrifield's contract situation. I know that he was a potential trade target this year at the deadline. And uh, obviously nobody got him. I know the Mariners were actually tied to him a little bit, but I'm pulling up uh, his contract as we speak. But uh, I'm not sure if, like, is he a free agent? Are they going to resign him? Remember, he's a little bit older than you would think. He's 32, um, despite the fact that it feels like he's only been in the majors for a couple of years. And uh, nope, he is, yeah, he's still got time on his deal. He's got another year left next year. And then red is, color code, help me. Uh, he has a club option in 2023. So he's got two more years left in his deal and they're very affordable as well. He's got 2.7 mil next year and then 6.5 mil in 23 until he's a unrestricted free agent. So I love him as their leader on that team. He is such a good player. Uh, if you don't watch Royals baseball and I don't blame you because they haven't been very good, try to find some highlights of Whit Merrifield because that dude can play. You know what I like about the Royals is they run. They are stealing bases left and right. And I kind of feel like we're about to get to a new point of like the next money ball to me is stolen bases because they went down so drastically as people were like, ah, it's not worth it to get outs on the bases and all that. And there's all these new potential rule changes going on in the minors about like pickoff moves and how many times you can throw over and all that kind of stuff. And um, the, I think stolen bases are about to make a huge comeback and the Royals are kind of the poster child of steals this year in, in majors. And I feel like it's just, you're going to start seeing guys steal because there's so few uh, balls being put in play that if you get a single, having a guy on second or third to score is going to be that much more important than if you just left a guy on first or hell, I mean, ground into a double play, right? Avoid the double play in, in kind of this weird offensive era that we're in. So since I think that's going to kind of be the next thing, the Royals are already on it. They're already doing it. So uh, I think Kansas City could be one of those teams. One thing is, yeah, they, I, I think I said it last segment, they really need pitching because all their starting pitchers this year have like an ERA over five. Well, they've had a couple of, like I said, they've had a couple of guys they've called up that are younger um, that I think are kind of learning the ropes now. It's good that they're figuring it out now while they're still at this point before they kind of uh, 
dive into being in, in like a playoff battle or something like that. Brady Singer is one. I know he's 25. I think he's been up for like, what, two years now? Yeah, this is his second year. And he only started 12 games last year. So, I mean, this is like his full first year. There's growing pains, you know? Obviously, there's there's no sure thing that they're going to hit. But I, I like what I see stuff-wise from those guys. So, you know, I, I think the Royals are kind of in that boat too. So, I, I'll pick the Royals and I'll pick the Tigers as my two teams that I'm I'm excited about watching moving forward. Uh, in that kind of realm. Well, and the Royals were smart to blow it all up. Like, they did what the Orioles didn't do. I mean, they got their World Series A, so that makes things a little bit easier to kind of let things go after you get to the mountaintop. But they saw that they could get rid of these guys and get some return or just not invest. I mean, has the Eric Hosmer signing for the Padres worked out? you could probably make the case that it hasn't come to fruition that the pod like Padre fans would have hoped um, getting rid of Lorenzo Kane, still pretty solid. Good for the Brewers. Um, hanging on to Salvador Perez. Obviously that's worked out. He's having a career year. Boy, unbelievable. Um, Mike Moustakis again, it's like they let go of some of these guys that I think they realize that, listen, we need to blow this up and start a rebuild now because all these guys will be too expensive coming off a world series. Orioles on the other hand are like, no, let's hang on to all this. And they started their rebuild way too late. Hence hundred lost seasons. Now three, four years in a row. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to kind of climb out of that hole that they've been in. Whereas Orioles were smart, just do it earlier. And I think it's going to pay off um, again earlier than what it, what it would pay off for the Orioles. So, this text says the Rays are always running. So infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> well, if the Rays are doing it, you know, it's about to be a trend because the Rays are the trendsetters in baseball. And uh, yeah, it's just, I, I feel like you're about to see stolen bases take a massive leap because they disappeared for a while. And I feel like that's just going to come back full force. All right. Fair foul coming up next. Joe forgot it last week. So we're for sure doing it this week. And uh, that is next. But first, he has sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All righty, that open tells you all you need to know. It is Fair or Foul. Now, Patrick's not here. Normally, when it's me and Patrick, I just do random trivia questions to him. So I'll be curious to see what Joe has for me today on 4th. All right, let's do it. Let's start with the Red Hot Blue Jays. They are red hot, and I hate them at the moment because they've just taken three of the first four from my own team. I bet you do. Stupid. That's a weird smell I, I have in the studio. I smell sweet. Oh, I thought you were going to say you smell salt because that would also be correct. <laughs> yeah, there might be salt coming from that studio. Sodium levels are probably extremely high coming from Very high, very, very high. Uh, but the Blue Jays, they mash. They score a lot of runs. Do they do so so much that they now, fair or foul, have the second best run differential in the American League? 
Ooh, they added Jose Barrios, and he's been uh, pretty good for them. Ryu's had an up-and-down year, not quite as good as he had been in the past. Their rookie, Manoa's been pitching great. And they mash. Well, it's not the Red Sox, because they can't pitch. It's not the Yankees, because they can't hit. I imagine the Rays are up there, and the White Sox are up there. I'll say, I'll say fair. Second best, because they mash. Second best in the AL. They are not. Dang it. You want to take a stab at who the second? I don't even best? know who's in first. I am. Uh, you were right. It, it, it is the Rays. Okay. Well, you didn't say they were first, but you said that they. I imagine they were at the top. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is second the Astros? It is. Mm. Unfortunately. Uh, Rays, number one. Astros, number two. Blue Jays, number three. White Sox, just four runs behind them. And then basically everybody else. So, um, granted, I don't know if this is ESPN standings updated through today. So, I don't know when they update that. No. Uh, but they're definitely not second. They're like 30 runs below, uh, below the Astros for second. So, But uh, fifth in the league in the entire MLB at uh, plus 143 run differential. Look, the Blue Jays... They are streaky, and when they're hot, they are really tough to beat because you've got Vladdy Jr., and you've got Simeon, and you've got, uh, I guess, now injured again for like the seventh time this year, George Springer. But uh, Teoscar Hernandez, I mean, these these guys just all hit, and they're constantly on base. So more power to them. If they weren't in my own division, I'd really like them a lot. They're a really fun team to watch, but just can't really root for them. So. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Blue Jays fans. I can root for them because, I mean, they're not the Yankees or Red Sox. <laughs> That's true. So basically, I feel like there's this... Cult. I feel like the Rays have to now be in that picture because they just don't stop winning. Well, there's this... Uh, no, I, because the Rays, they were garbage for like a 10-year stretch before uh, Joe Madden, Evan Longoria. Then they took a dip after that, and now they're kind of back to the mountaintop. I don't really care about the Rays. I mean, nobody goes to their games in Tampa until they get to the playoffs anyways. So I feel like there's this AL East coalition of the non-Boston New York teams where it's like, hey, we'll all root for each other as long as we're good. By the way, I just saw a stat. Like, on, we can't be good, but you're good. We'll root for you. On quick pitch, Wander Franco now has the second longest on-base streak of anybody 20 years or younger in ever. Which is how long? Uh, 38 straight games. And the record wow. is, uh, I think it said Frank Robinson, which was 43. That's impressive. And he just passed Mickey Mantle, who had 36. Those damn Rays. He's good. Those damn Rays. Uh, speaking of the AL East in those uh, two teams that I was talking about that I can't ever root for, the Red Sox and Yankees. The Yankees on a bit of a slide, my friend. Oh, it's been ugly. After what, 12, 13 games? 13 in a row, and they were like 32 and 9. In a long yes. stretch. Now they're it's now they just can't hit again. Uh lost five in a row, lost uh two of their last or lost eight of their last ten, rather. Mm -hmm. Uh Red Sox, they've just kind of been chugging along here. They took a dip, they're five and five in their last ten. Um, but neither team really put the pedal to the metal down here at the stretch, so fair or foul. Red Sox or Yankees will blow it. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say fair. Uh, I'm going to put my own team in that spot. Uh, they are playing such dreadful baseball again. It's um, who is that on MLB Network? Uh, she's a cutie. That's who she is. I don't, I don't know what her name is, but uh, she's the new quick pitch girl. So if you'd like to watch quick pitch, which usually starts around 10. Well, I do now. Well, a little early today because the last game ended. But um, 
yeah, I, I could see my own team just falling out of it at this point. I mean, they're now in the second wild card spot. They got one more against the Blue Jays tomorrow. They got a, a fairly easy run of games here, but then they go uh, Rays and Red Sox and Blue Jays at the end of the season. And easy or not, uh, they just lost two or three to the Orioles. They lost two or three to the Angels. I could see them falling out of it. I love how my text on Sunday, you knew exactly what it meant. Yeah. You texted me, what, embarrassing? I was like, wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah, it was. Because they were winning that game like 7-3, to three, and they <laughs> lost it. Because Andrew Heaney, who is uh, now leading my hate bucket, as John likes to say, gave up four runs. Um, also, look, Boston doesn't have pitching. We've been saying that all year. Their bullpen's not good. Their starters aren't good. Yes, they can hit. But they're not as good as as, as their record would indicate. Now, if the teams that I think will make it, make it, it'll still be Yankees, Red Sox in the wild card game. Like if I'm taking off the, the current streaks and all that kind of stuff, I feel like that would still be the wild card matchup. But in, in, to answer your question, I will say fair. One of them will blow it. If not both of them. <laughs> if, blow, if both of them blew let's it. Get blow, let's get Blue Jays and Mariners in there. <laughs> My God, please. That'd be fantastic. Um, you know, I should probably hate the Blue Jays more uh, just because of that wild card game a few years ago, but it wasn't really like what the Blue Jays did. It's what Buck Showalter did. Yeah, it was do. it was Buck's fault. Yeah, so I couldn't really be mad that Encarnacion just mashed that ball out of the park. So, all right, uh, moving on to the National League. Uh, we just had a pretty interesting series with the Dodgers and Giants, but just looking over some of the stats, Dodgers pitchers were uh, – Standing out to me, fair foul. Dodgers have three starters with a sub three ERA. Mm. Fair foul. So you've got Walker Bueller. He does for sure. Max Scherzer counts for that, I imagine. So that's two. Boy, well, Kershaw's on the IL. Um, I don't know what Arias's season has been like. I have not really seen him pitch too often. Oh. Oh. I haven't. I'll say foul. Two guys are under three and one guy's at like 304 because it's a Joe question. 304. Uh, Kershaw, by the way, at 339. Okay. David Price. Oh, I, for- I forgot about David at Price. At 378. So oh. you're good there. Uh, That's pretty good for him. Tony Gonsolin, he did not count in my question. He only start has started nine games for them. He does have a 2.78 ERA, but he was not a part of this. Okay. Julio Urias, 3.11. Ooh, look at that close little guess right there. That was that was good for somebody who hasn't seen him pitch too often this year. I was like, ah, it's a trick question. Yeah. So very- Scherzer and Bueller the two under three yep bueller at uh two three one i mean he's a cy young favorite right this uh can be considered fair if you want to throw trevor bauer into this nope i do not <laughs> i do not uh, you, you didn't count tony gonsolin how many starts did bauer have 17 oh well. gonsolin has nine starts uh, Scherzer. Damn, the Bauer thing happened that late in the season. I feel like that's been going on all year. Yeah, he had, yeah, 17 starts, 2.59 ERA. Uh, Scherzer in his seven starts for the Dodgers, 1.05 ERA. Wow. Best pitcher of uh, 
I can't believe they got him and Trey Turner. By the way, Turner is raking for the Dodgers as well. Scherzer, the best uh, pitcher over the last 10 years? Oh, boy. I, I'll say yes. Got a World Series. How many Cy Youngs does he have now? Three? Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, taking out the playoffs, you got to put Kershaw in there as well. If you're including the playoffs, then yeah, that would hurt him a bit. That's what I'm saying. Um, Scherzer gets it done, man. Yeah, it's probably Scherzer. Verlander could be up there as well. Uh, let's not. Why not? Douche factor. Sure. <laughs> but he was great. He, he was. He <laughs> and was. has, well, he's still, he exists. He's just hurt. Uh, And our last one. About these Dodgers, despite the series against the Giants going in uh, San Francisco's favor, they won two out of three. Fair or foul, Dodgers still team to beat in the National League. Yeah, they are. I mean, they have to be after the addition of Scherzer and Trey Turner. That's kind of what I was saying is the Giants are having a great year. Uh, Again today, losing in the ninth wind up coming back to win off of uh, the new Rockies closer, Carlos uh, Estevez. And uh, I mean, just clutch hit after clutch hit. And they've got a bunch of starters that are good, but you're telling me a team that has Scherzer and Bueller at the front of their rotation, a healthy Clayton Kershaw added in there, Julio Urias, Trey Turner, Corey Seager, Justin Turner. I mean, Max Muncie, come on kind of annoying chris taylor they're loaded yeah it's pretty ridiculous their bullpen is not very good outside of blake trinan um but they've got enough names in there that i think they could piece that together Uh, it's still the dodgers as the team to beat and the giants have been fantastic this year they're a ton of fun to watch and they're a great story and they very very well may beat the dodgers in a playoff series if they play each other but team to beat still la uh, that is fair or foul. I really want to do a Kyle Seeger based one, but, uh, cause he's been having a good year. Good ish. Cause he has 34 home runs, which is a career high. He will set a career high in RBIs more than likely. Uh, he only needs five more, six more to. Yeah, he'll do it. that. Um, do you want to take a stab at his average? His batting average this year? Yes. Well, the Mariners suck. <laughs> And they can't hit at all. Is his average like 224? <laughs> Mike, you're you're pretty spot on tonight. 213. <laughs> 213. His OPS is 745. Baseball. Dude, that that's that, that is, is ridi- that is modern baseball to a T right So there. ridiculous. You're gonna set a career high in home runs and RBIs and do it while batting 215. Yep. And we just talked about Larry Walker hitting 379 over the course of an entire season. <laughs> well, hey, only 120 games, right? 140, I thought. <laughs> Go back and look. I thought you said 120, but well, again, okay. who, why does it even matter? It doesn't matter because he also had 366 and 350 and 333. Uh, who's leading an average this year? Let's take a look. That is just stupid. Do stupid. you want to take a guess on who the leading average is and what the number is? Uh, uh yeah, because I won't be able to guess who. I'm gonna say best average in the MLB is at 315. It is 320. Let's go. And it's Vladdy Jr. Good for him. Yeah. Great year by him. 320 with 41 homers, 99 ribbies. Uh, MVP or are we giving to giving it to Shohei? And 
Only 97 strikeouts, but 75 walks. That's a pretty good ratio right that, there. That's good. MVP or Shohei? I think probably Shohei, but yeah, I mean, you got a good case there. After him, it goes Castellanos at 317. Brantley, of course, 315. Yuli Gurriel's having a really underrated year. He's at 312. There's a long fly ball into left field. There's only 10 hitters hitting over 300. God. 10. Let me hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to go back to 2003 regular season and count how many 300 hitters. Do that during the break. No, it's I mean, it's already done. I mean, we do have to break those. Um, I said 10 for this year. I believe so. I already checked out. There were 40. <laughs> Holy God. There were 40 hitters back in 2003 who were hitting 300 or, or higher. Doug Mankiewicz, right at 300. Let's go. Hank Blaylock, remember him? <laughs> Bobby Abreu and Marquise Grissom, all 300 hitters. Bobby Abreu. Ooh, there's Marlon Bird. All right, Mike, let's go. But I, but now I want to read random baseball names. It's a short break. We'll, be, we'll be back all right, soon. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap this sucker up. This is the Hot Corner with Lynch and Joe today on The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Just, uh, you know, looking through 2003's stats here. The leading hitter hit 359. Only one point ahead of second place. 358. Mike, And that would be future Hall of Famer and I... I, I guess hopefully a, a future Hall of Famer. I would put him in the Hall of Fame, but he's going to be on. He's on the border right now. That would be Albert Pujols. Oh, yes. hit 359. Todd Helton hit 358. Yeah, because Todd's on the ballot. I'd, I'd and I want Todd to make the Hall of Fame. I'd put them both in. Definitely Pujols, obviously. But uh, being the savant of baseball that you are, then Barry Bonds at 341. What has caused this drastic drop in guys not being able to hit 350 uh, in a season? I mean, lots of things you could start with the shift that that's, that's probably the earliest thing that we saw that started lowering batting averages yeah, because you're definitely not a shift fan. No. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate the strategy of it, but at this point it's gotten, it's gotten detrimental more than it is smart. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, I mean, I've talked about this. The guy's stuff is, is way, way better. I mean, you've got, routinely two or three guys you can hit 98 99 out of the bullpen your starters have crazy spin rates um that obviously hurt as well the cheating the sticky stuff that that hurt a lot and then just changing styles of baseball i mean joey gallo is is exactly what baseball is right now which is the three true outcomes walk strikeout and home run and so shifts cheating and analytics well, shifts can be included in analytics. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, analytics and uh, partially cheating, but more—it's more just the guys are the, the pitchers just have insane stuff now. Like, like I'm just looking up at a highlight right now. Uh, starting for the Cardinals today was Adam Wainwright. There's not a lot of Adam Wainwrights anymore who are like hitting 93 on the gun, 94 on the gun. I mean, you got uh, like I mentioned it earlier, Sandy Alcantara, the starter for the Marlins. Dude, he's a starter. He's throwing 102 miles an hour. Are you joking me? And then there's that guy in the red system. Um, yeah, I, I felt like green. 
I feel like in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, that it would always be like a big deal on on like Sports Center when a dude would hit triple digits. Right. It was, like, and it was like one guy. Exactly. One dude in the league could do it. And now you have it consistent. Like just watching the um, the A's game that was on here on MLB Network earlier. I, I forget who they were already playing. White Sox. But, um, White Sox pitcher hit 100. And it's just uh, just another pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, just another pitch in the game. No big deal. It's, uh, uh, the fact that the average fastball has gone from like 91 or like 90 to probably 96, 95 shows you just how much it's changed. The fact that guys are throwing like 92 mile an hour changeups yeah <laughs> and sliders like if you're if you're throwing like a a 78 to 82 mile an hour version of that pitch, yeah, the spin's going to trick you, but you have like a little time to see that it's coming. If he's throwing a 99 mile an hour fastball and a 93 mile an hour slider and Guys are tunneling now. If you look at, if you follow Pitching Ninja on Twitter, they'll show the tunneling where the the ball comes out at the exact same spot and, and then, then moves, yeah, uh, or goes straight depending on what pitch it is. Um, it's it's ridiculous. They showed one for Garrett Cole the other day. I mean, it was a it was a fastball on a slider that was the same until it was eighty five percent of the way there, and then the slider just goes. Whoop. So the guy's swinging for a fastball. They're never going to hit that. Yeah, those are ever. Those are pretty wild videos to watch when they had the layover. So, yeah, yeah. you can see both yep. of them. Uh, there was one also with Scherzer that they put up with five pitches in the same at bat. All five of them were within a similar circle in the middle of the plate. And all five of them went different directions. <laughs> like it was basically like, hey, this is a fastball down the middle. And oh, it's not. Not at all. So I think that's. I still think that is the biggest reason why is that pitching has become so good. And the analytics as well as the sticky stuff were smaller portions of it. You're but. given 50 pitches from an MLB pitcher, middle of the road, not even a top tier talent. Are you putting bat on ball in any of those 50? Bat on ball? Bat on ball, and he's trying. Like he's actually pitching to you as if he would in a game. Probably not. I mean,. Could I just luck into and guess fastball and just stick my bat out and put contact on it? Maybe. He rips one into the deep center. But if I was truly standing there as if I was a hitter, not like just sticking the bat out to make contact, and he was going full bore at me, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't play baseball bas- past high school, but I've gone into a cage within the last like five, six years. I hit like 85. I could hit it. Let's go. But like, it was a ground ball out. <laughs> it wasn't anything nice. I was just like, "Hey, this is a fast pitch." There's a dribbler back to the pitcher. <laughs> right. So if he's if he's throwing 92, 93, 94, he's throwing sliders and changeups, and he's buzzing my tower. No way. <laughs> nope. I don't think I'm doing it at all. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks so much for listening. You can find the podcast, Lush Rob Tires Podcast, after the show if you missed any of it and uh, want to go back and find it. We'll be back next week, 8 to 10 p.m. This is our time throughout uh, the Oregon football season. Have a very good rest of your evening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.